Boy, just be yourself. If people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck Can you speak? Sure. Can he hit you with the hard truth? The uncut from the gut. He pulls no punch on this podcast. He blasts real-ish. Take on topics most folks won't deal with. Now that's that Mims mentality. Sure. Give you a dose of entertainment and reality. That balance of make you laugh and think. So hear him when he say, let me talk to the folk on the street. Talk to the incarcerated and liberated. Let me talk to the judges, politicians and lawyers, trap boys, hustlers and soldiers, men and women, no matter what color creed or religion that's what no limit larry is giving ah. the truth shining the light yes, walking the walk giving perspective from <laughs> his perspective you tapped in you're listening we're good welcome to let me talk is that what they call it let me talk the podcast well we keep it a thousand cause a hundred ain't enough Y'all know what it is, man. Another edition of Let Me Talk the Podcast. Wednesday night, we live with it, live in Zoo Way, 8432 Old Statesville Road, a.k.a. the Charlotte Store, man. We got so, man, there's so much. Oh, my God. We got the new Eastland drip. We got the terry cloth. We got the, we got the soft sweats for the, for the spring, the Charlotte gear. And, uh, boy, we just getting it in. One time for uh, my man Greg Zoo Way Apparel. Man, I got a shout-out to the OnlyFans Mansion Party. I don't know if you got your tickets, but you need to get them, baby. Yeah, yeah. Only fans matching party next Friday, April 23rd. And uh, I don't know if I'm going. I got to talk it over with my wife. And, and my team, I got to talk it over with the whole team if, if, we, if we can make it happen. But, yes, private location. Tickets are available. You know what I mean? Zooey. Entertainment. Uh, where the tickets available at Maryland? Oh, you can buy them right here in the store. Can we get them online? What's the online to get them at? Wherever it is, www.getnasty.com. I don't know where you get them at, but just come by the store. My man tonight. Listen, y'all, y'all heard this man. If you from from Greensboro, uh, you done rock with him. You know what I mean? HBCU graduate. You went to Winston? WSSU, baby. WSSU. We beef on everything. Talk. He got his own morning show. I got my own morning show. We throw shots back and forth from Greensboro to Charlotte. They say 102 jams out rock Pie 98. Y'all say Pie 98 out rock 102 jams. But like I always tell people, man, we do these jobs. These are jobs that we're doing. We don't own these companies. It's always all love, man. It's a brotherhood. It's my man. B dot, what's up, big dog? What's happening, man? Thanks for having me up here, man. Let me talk my talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hate you? everything about him. He went to Winston Salem. I went to Smith. You know we hate the Rams. You know we run y'all, so let's just keep that above. Let's just set the standard. Hold on, now, now. we done whipped y'all ass in basketball the last something years. I don't know what what years you talking about. Last we year. defend the CIAA champs. You understand what I'm saying to you? Hey, talk that up. talk to me. Yeah, Came I did to Charlotte. Last year. Came to Charlotte, yeah, got that door, yeah, and yeah. then they sent it to Baltimore. You know how yeah, we get down, yeah, baby. Y'all did get the last one. Y'all had the last laugh. Now, this is love, though, man. First, man, big shout to the spot. I came oh, yeah. in here and, um, you know, some people that know me, those that don't, I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. So when I came in and I saw the, the Cardinals logos, um, you know, I was like, dang, Cardinals. Right? Dang, he's showing a lot of Cardinals love. Then I read a little bit. And I was like, damn, that's a Charlotte. Yeah, and hold I on. Just, let me grab that while you talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's some super dope gear in here. It's a oh, lot yeah. of plagiarism. It's a lot of plagiarism. Hold on now. We'll plagiarize. That's it right there. Right there. It looked like the, it looked like the Cardinal, but it ain't, though. No. We and don't apologize. Don't <laughs> do it. Don't do it. Hey, wait. You got to show on the back, though. You got to show oh, on yeah, the back, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. With the Charlotte Drip it's, ava- it's available in the store. You come on and get you some of that Charlotte drip. All colors, dog, for real. All and colors. Little Charlotte hoodies and, and sweatsuits over here, man. Like, Mar- gear. People I always like ask me. I be wearing a lot of a lot of Zooey. Whole lot. I call it a whole lot of Charlotte shit. Whole lot of Charlotte shit is Zooey. Yep. I respect it. I'm definitely gonna be through this bit. They got little cupcakes and, and beverages. Oh, that's my girl spot over there. Gather it's a whole ground. movement in here. They got black <laughs> art on the wall. We and got stuff. tattoos in the back. Tattoos in the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gonna get your nipple pierced with a cupcake? Bit? What you talking? About. <laughs> I like hey, it. Hey, nah, this you know what this is though, for real though, bro. This is black business men connecting together, coming in. This is what you're supposed to do. The Koreans, the Chinese folk, everybody else do this but us. So it is a beautiful thing to see black brothers come together and say, hey, bro, let's get one spot. And we all got businesses, but we can do them at the same spot. That's super smart. I agree 100%. Yeah, and man. you blow Black this Wall one Street. up and get you another one. Black Wall Street. You, got, I like you know, you got three people working together, paying one rent. 
You like would. how we did in college. How we did it. What college. you mean? Five hundred dollar rent. We were spending there buck fifty a piece, and whoever had the leftovers, you got gas and bills and electric. <laughs> electric. <laughs> well, absolutely. That's how we hustled it. The trap. Everything was an ashtray. Praise God. Praise God, boy. Hey, speaking of college, man, you went to Winston-Salem State. What did you take communications at Winston-Salem State? Absolutely, mass comm major, man. Class of two thousand and six. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um. I love WSSU, man. I love HBCUs. Like, I'm an advocate for HBCUs. I'm trying to get every athlete to go from PWIs to HBCUs. We got a movement called HBCU Jump, where we're very serious about that, man. Like, I'm all, if it wasn't for HBCUs, and you can attest too, like, we wouldn't be who we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I would have been the same B dot had I gone to a PWI. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I needed that. But WSSU, man, like, it was the lick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got kicked out. I got, I got, hold on, hold on. We got to back up. We keep it a thousand on him. Okay, because how the hell you get kicked out? How you you get kicked out? Which time? (laughs) <laughs> Any time you want to tell us about. Well, uh, one time was um uh, academic probation, just uh, out there, just tricking. Oh, well, you, well, you know that, that. See, that's what a lot of people don't understand about HBCU. If you ain't never been to like a a, a, a thing with beautiful black women, you like like my first year, my first semester at Smith was dope. Like it was beautiful women at Smith. Yes, sir. Okay, everywhere. I'm just asking. Everywhere, everywhere. I would just don't ask. Play with it, don't play I with, never don't been play there, with me. Don't play with me, boy. Don't play with my me. My bad. I never been nah, there. Nah, listen, nah. But so, like, you know, you come out of high school. You had black girls, white girls, but this is all black women. So you know about them afternoon, the morning class and afternoon classes, they tell you to stay away from. I didn't listen. Man, my three o'clock class, my second semester, I missed probably every day. Because you're in the breezeway. Just in the breezeway. Kicking just in the just, breezeway, just dog. Watch it, just watching what's happening. Go to the calf, lead the calf. You're sitting outside, everybody coming through, and all the women are in the best shapes of their lives. Yes, Everything sir. just Sundress. sitting there and looking all nice. Ooh. Hey, man, who going to class? I'm seeing Nobody. some ass. Hello. Talk listen. to me nice. I, I, I didn't get on academic probation because my, my professor at the time was like, look, I'm going to look out for you. But you got to do the, you like, you ain't even got to come to class. Just do the work. Yeah. And I did the work. That's how I passed the class. Yeah. But I was just, you know, we, we got the union at Smith. So we would, I would just, man, at, at 2.30, I get out that yeah. class, and but at 3 o'clock didn't see me, bro. But see, that's like, like that was almost the gift and the curse, Larry, what you just said, because mm-hmm. we always have been blessed with the gift of gab. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we can talk our way out of any situation. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a test, of, if we feel like we talk to the right person, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that should be the gift and the curse. <laughs> I, I don't know, man, but, like, I definitely had to talk my way back into school from academic probation. Mm-hmm. And then one time, man, like, just keeping it a buck, because on here we keep it a thousand. We keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. A hundred ain't enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, in college, I um actually caught a domestic violence charge, man. What happened? Absolutely. Me and my lady at the time, man, we got into it, and... Um, you know, like I, I, I didn't punch her, but I put my hands on her in a way that was not conducive to a relationship, something I, I shouldn't you. have been doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and actually, um, she went to tell one of her friends and her friend actually told the campus police and the campus police pressed charges on me. Oh, me wow. and her, it was a situation where we had sort of got through it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was just petty stuff that we was going through and the schools, uh, Press charges on me, hit me with a DV charge, so I got kicked out for that, you know. But by the grace of God, man, real talk, man, like I, I was able to overcome a bunch of that, man. Like yeah. overcome. Uh, did you get just, to come back after that? I did. Okay, cool. I did because like it, it was a situation where I was a I was an individual high favorite at Winston Salem State. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so, I, I had messed up, but they allowed me to damn bounce back, and you know life is good from there. So during that domestic violence situation, did she swing on you, or was just you just popped off and knocked she, the shit out of her? She she swung <laughs> she swung and hit me with some keys on a landing. Oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. And See what, what I'm she saying? did, I went and grabbed her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Grabbed her up and like and was just, you know what I'm saying, restraining her, but yeah. was doing it real forcefully. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, saying. And then she went and told her folks and her folks, oh, he put his hands on you. Oh, that ain't gonna ride on that. And then she went and went off and you know, I, I, I learned well, from she that mistake. about her swinging the keys. No, absolutely not. On. But it wasn't important. You know what I'm saying? Like, from somebody who's legit dealt with therapy and just learning myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I should have been able to control my anger a little bit more. Yes, it was out of line, but, you know, I should have been able to do better in that situation. I mean, but, but you know, real real talk, real life, bro, like, in that moment, you don't think about none of that None shit. of that. You don't think about it. And none now you would it. because you're who you are. Absolutely. And you know everything we do is under microscope. Like At least you, you would like to think. Yeah, you would yeah. like to think that you would think, but like you see a bunch of people in our positions and higher they don't. that do dumb <laughs> stuff, and we be they like, don't. yo, how could you fumble the bag like that? But when yeah, you I ain't fumbling my moments, bag, I ain't, <laughs> I, I'm so quick to walk away from a situation now. It, but listen, because you know what, what, what I did was, and what I do is, I try to surround myself with people that's going to help protect me, you know what I mean, at any cost. And you know, I got, I got home. So you got that, shooters, is what you're saying? 
I mean, I ain't gonna say they'll shoot, but they might. Okay, if need be, whatever. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to incriminate nobody, but but you know, because bro, like they they know they know where we come from. They know how hard we've worked, and I say we because it takes a team to build anybody. So they know how hard we've worked, and we just ain't gonna let nobody mess that up, especially if I'm not in the wrong. Right. If I ain't in the wrong, but I I know for a fact I can make a phone call and something gonna happen. You were born in Charlotte. Born and raised in Charlotte. See, like, that's sort of how I am in Greensboro. Like, I wasn't born there. Again, I was born in St. Louis, but I went to elementary school, middle school, high school. I'm that's from everything. Greensboro. Yeah, you you're from me? Greensboro. So, like, when I'm doing radio there, it's the same as you doing radio here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why you're so successful here, because you, yeah. know, this, you know the law of the land. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's why you've been here forever. Forever. And a day. That's it. That's you gonna do it forever. <laughs> I want to be here forever. I ain't trying to go nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. Unless somebody call with with some more figures and I'm okay. out. Okay. The bit bag. Hey, listen. The bit bag. Listen, I'm out. Put you on the jet. What? <laughs> backwards. Tell them to fly it backwards. Hey, well, if they give him the big bag, I'll come fill the spot up here in the foe. <laughs> Look you at him me? shooting his shot down here in the foe. <laughs> no, but you know, you, you got the three live crew. Tell Absolutely. Me how, how, how did that come about? Because you know anybody in radio, you just don't jump on the morning show. So how did you finesse your way through, through the radio ranks? In I Greenberg? legit jumped my way on the morning show. For real? No cap, Larry. For real? Like when I was at State, again, I was a big deal at Winston-Salem State. I was hosting everything. I was the PA announcer. So by the time I got to um, 102 Jam, to do my internship, yeah. they already knew of me. So the morning show, Kyle and Africa hit me up and asked me would I be interested in interning with them. Okay. But Waleed Coyote Kyle did nights. Kyle Yeah, he's in okay. Chicago now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now, um, Waleed Coyote was doing nights. Big and homie. Got, yeah. a, got a label now. Absolutely. My son is signed to him. Absolutely. Shout you out did. to him. Big shout to Others Records. Others so, Records. So um, Waleed wanted me to do nights. And yeah. Waleed was the first person to ever let me talk on the air. And, you know, the life I was living, man, I'm in college. Is is you rolling? Them, them was the hot songs. You yeah, feel yeah, me? So yeah. we Gooch, was out man. there. Getting, we was getting it in. Yeah. I didn't want to wake up in the morning and do no morning radio. I wanted to do nights. Right. And one of my mentors, um, Carlos King, I asked him for his advice, and he told me people wait their whole lives to do mornings. If you're in Absolutely. radio, people fight their whole lives. If you get a chance to do mornings, do it. So I got on mornings, and I was the intern going to get coffee, getting stuff off the printer, breakfast runs. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like nothing. But I know about, about and, all that. And it was humbling, though, uh, Low Limit, because at State, I'm the man. Yeah. But when I get to 102, I'm nobody. You yep. feel me? So from there, I worked as I would get on. I was just doing the uh, prank phone calls on the morning show. So you did prank. Because you, uh, you always been a comedian. Like, I mean, yeah. No, you good. You always been a comedian. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. I just always been an entertaining dude. So like whatever they wanted to be done that was funny, I was there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's how I consider myself. I'm not really a stand-up comedian. Right. I'm just a funny dude that can do stand-up. That's I how I agree. You, you feel you. me? So in that position, they was like, have you ever called anybody and done prank phone calls? I was like, not really, but we can try. And we went and knocked out a couple of them, and they hit. Yep. So we start running them. So I was like on the air for like six, seven months without getting a dime with the hottest feature on mornings. Like everywhere you went, they was talking about the prank phone calls. Yeah. And so finally they gave me a contract, and I did 10 years with the um, Wild Out, me, Kyle, and Africa. And then Africa left, and it was me, Kyle, and Tasha Makia. And Tasha McKee is now in Colorado. Kyle is in Chicago. And when they made that transition, they asked me what would I want to do. And I picked up Drankins and Roxy, and we did the three live crew. And this is our okay. seventh year. Seven? Seventh year, though. What's up, man? Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. It's yeah. fine, though, man. More so, how, how, did, how did how did how did they? Because Kyle was a big deal too. So, how did Kyle move out the way? Because you know, Nick, Nick, don't want to move out the way out the morning. Nah. Show. Um. Again, we keep it a thousand. Cause what? A hundred ain't enough. A hundred ain't enough. A hundred ain't enough. That was my first. Um. I'm. I got from therapy. I yeah. learned that I have abandonment issues. And so okay. from that issue, like when people, it, it really hurt me when I would lose um, people in radio. Like when we first started, it was me, Kyle, Africa, and Capital J. Capital okay. J was a dope I, I DJ. I think I remember that crew. And Capital J, um, when he got let go, it messed with me because that right. was my bro. Like we, my, our birthday's the same, 9-11. Like we was like just the same type dude. Then when Af left, that hurt me because she was like my sister. She was the first I worked with. Then Tasha came and she left and that kind of hurt. And the energy just was off with me and Kyle. Like, for whatever oh, reason, I, I don't really know exactly what it was, but when Kyle's contract came to an end, they didn't... Um, they didn't renew it. They didn't renew his contract. Yeah. So from that, they were trying to figure out what direction they were going in. Right. They told me to hold down the fort until they found out what they were going to do. Right. I'm sitting there it like... was the interim. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to be no interim, though. Like, if y'all going to tell me to hold down the fort, I talked to Drink and Rock. I was like, we're going to kill this. Like, this is our they show. They're going to give it to us. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we started working like it was our show, implementing yeah. new ideas and bits and all types of stuff. And PD loving it. You know what I'm saying? Ratings is going up, you know? And Who was y'all PD at the time? The same dude that's been there since 1989. He's still there? 1989. He's still there? Brian Douglas. 
Brian, I don't, I don't, I ain't Brian Douglas. I don't dog. think I ever met him. He's been there forever. But that, that situation with Kyle sucked because, you know, again, it wasn't a situation where he was wanting to move on. You know, right. and, and we were still in Greensboro. So when I would see him in the city, it would be awkward sometimes and stuff like that. And then did he, he, did he feel like you went behind his back? Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And, and that brought a lot of negative energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so he got on in Chicago and we went maybe like two years um, without just talking at all. And then I had a gig in Chicago mm. and I reached out to him like, yo, man, can we, you know, sit down and chop it up? And yeah. we went to a bar and um, chopped it up and just talked, man. It was just dope. Just two men, black men, just putting it all out on the table. He's yeah. telling me his perspective. I'm telling him mine. We get into a common area and now that's bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We back to where we were when we were working together. I love that dude. Uh, uh, the feeling is mutual. And this radio thing crazy, man. It, it is crazy. So, you know, my, my, my journey is, like, I really interned from college. I didn't just jump on the morning show. I, I interned from college. I, I did nights. And when I say nights, I'm talking about overnights. 2, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. I did that. Like, I would do, like, I had more clubs than I had radio, like, radio experience. I, I started out, you know, just being, because I'm from Charlotte, so I was doing a lot of stage plays because I always wanted to be an actor. So I did a whole lot of stage plays. Like, my whole my whole 11th to 12th grade year, I was on tour with stage plays. So then when I got to Smith, I started out as a business major, and then I switched to radio, and I've been there ever since. But I interned. I interned for damn near three years before I even got a paycheck. And, like, people be talking about me now, and I'm like, y'all see the, the end result. A lot of people now don't remember. It's some that remember, but y'all don't remember them days. Uh, but all my homeboys remember the days, you know what I mean? Because they was a lot of, like I said, it takes a team to build somebody. So they remember the days of me interning because I brought them with me. We all went together. They remember the days of, well, we got to go do a club from from 11 to 2, and we got to be on the radio at 2. So we leaving at 1.45, running in that radio station. They sleep on the floor. I'm doing overnights. And then, you know, you just wait, you're just waiting on that shot. And the person who actually, you might know him, the person that actually gave me my first shot by default was uh, Brian Pays, B. Pays. So a guy by the name of B. Pays, he was going out of town for the weekend. He, he was like, bro, just fill in. Ain't nobody going to be listening. Okay. And ever since then, man. What I, shift was he doing? He was doing, he was doing um, 10 to 2 on the weekends. So he was doing 10 p.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. He was out of town for one of the DJ conferences. And was like, bro, just rock. Ain't nobody going to be here. So, okay. And I went in there. All you need. I went in there and I rocked. And, All you need. And, and the PD was like, uh, what the hell are you doing on my Who's radio? The PD then? Uh, Andre Carson. Okay, I'm not familiar. Andre, yeah, Andre came, went. He He's a great PD, though. So he was just like, bro, what are you doing on my airways? And I, I told him, man, be the, and Brian Page's gone. I got to work. He was like, okay. So it still took another probably six months before I actually. Got that call, and I remember the day I got the call. Which Me is too. Crazy. Like you, you never like, forget, you that, never phone forget call, that phone boy. call. Like bro, come sign this contract. Like and, and it was part time. So December the fourth, nineteen ninety eight. I don't remember that at well. Twelve oh two. Damn. I had just bro. I pro, bro, you need how, to get that tattoo. Bro, like, listen. This is how important it was for me though. Like because I had worked so long and I had been I had been trying to get on so long and it, and I had been telling people like I want to do radio and a lot of people looking at me crazy like but you can't do that this not gonna happen and people telling you it's not gonna happen so to get that phone call I remember, I take looked, that but damn the crowd in the kitchen yeah you did I stayed on Freedom Drive at three thousand one Tacoma Drive I had a phone that you know the one of the the one the kind you roll around with your finger. I had one of them. You said 98. We know. I Yo, pick, rotary I, phone. Yeah. Rotary phone. I picked it up. It was a lady by the name of Doreen who was our administrative assistant. She said, yo, I need you to get out. Where you at? I was like, I'm at home. She was like, I need you to get here before I leave. She was like, I'm probably be leaving in the next 30, 40 minutes. But I, I need to get you this contract so we can bring you on. Bring me on well. Yeah. So like, we, they want to sign you to the station. I'm on the way. I drove from Freedom Drive to Concord in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes. I don't even think the wheels touched the highway. But it was just one of the moments, like I said, I always remember, man. And and I remember going in that office and, and she's breaking everything down to me, telling me how proud she was of me because she knew how hard I worked. So you just remember those moments. So speaking of moments you remember, what's a moment you remember in radio? Well, I, you already took the 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 the, uh, the phone call. I definitely can remember just getting the phone you call about the, the intern. What? I do not remember the day. Uh, I just remember being high well, tell me about the, you in Plaza the South. I was in Plaza South in Winston-Salem at my bro apartment. We was mm -hmm. high as a light bill. And, <laughs> and for real, like my phone ring, and it's uh it's Africa, and she's on speaker with Kyle. 
and they're like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, yo, and they're like, um, we just want to know if you'll be interested in them being our intern on our morning show. And to me, that was the equivalent of getting a check. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, I was right. like, heck yeah, like I'm about that. And they was like, all right, we need you to be there Monday morning at 5.30. I was like, a.m.? And they was, <laughs> <laughs> and they was like, yeah, a.m. <laughs> I was like, all right, bet. See you there. And I hung up and I looked at my folks. I was like, these motherfuckers want me to be there at 5.30 in the morning. Like most of the time, we wasn't going to bed till 4, 5 in the right, morning. You feel right. me? I'm like, man, this ain't right. going to work. Hell no. And that's when I made the phone call to Lowson. It was the best decision of my life, man. But honestly, like, getting my own morning show was top notch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because I always enjoyed being the wingman with Kyle. Like, I always enjoyed showing up and just being the funny guy. Right. But for the, for the company to be like, we trust you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. trust you to lead this morning show, knowing right. that the, the station is built on the morning show. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for this. All urban radio stations are usually built on their morning show. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, to be given that privilege, man, and then to be as successful. I remember the first time um, we hit like a 20 share in ratings, and like, it was just the most unheard of thing in the market ever. And right. Just, the, the, the feeling of accomplishment that we felt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just because you know how this go, man. Like, everybody don't have in, energy and chemistry like that. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. for us to be able to be able to finish each other's sentences and, and to be able to vibe with each other the way we do and really met each other to do this show, yeah. like, just speaks volumes to the talent level. And it's just super dope. Like, so I think that's, like, my most... When it's all over with, that's going to be my favorite moment. Like, just three live crew. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just I, because, again, that's a show... That's made from the people. Like they named us. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we were on some joint. Like they told us we just holding this down until um, they find somebody to get the morning show. Mm-hmm. But we ain't looking at it like that. We gonna work it like it's our morning show. We were that transparent with the audience. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so and that's important. We, it is. And, and I tell people that all the time. Like I, I communicate that to Burpee and Jess, and I communicate that with with other radio personalities. Like the the key to radio if it's there's a key because it's it's different everywhere you go but one thing about it is the more transparent you are the more the more you're going to be attractive to people because people love transparency Absolutely. yeah i agree 100% man so from there like we would just be like yo we need a name if we're going to be a show we need a name and they were shooting us names and shooting us names and it was like y'all live man like y'all like a three live crew and we was like yo that's it we like that yeah. we like three live crew we went on a photo shoot run with it and turned up and Seven years later, dog. How did how did how did you um get drank and and rock, you got Roxy on the show now? Yeah. So how did you get drank and Roxy on your show? Drank been with me like Drankins and I. We did comedy together since 2010. Drankins, you know me, Drank, yeah. Burt, Brand, Bean, all of us. We had a, a a a comedy show called the Freestyle Funny Comedy Show. Right. And we started that in like 2010. And so we would just travel the country doing comedy. So when I had my, and Drank would be the funny guy sometimes when it would be me me and Kyle, Drank would come up on Fridays mm-hmm. and just do all types of, he was the stunt dude. Like, I'm talking about like, put candles in his fingers and light them joints and ask him trivia questions. Oh, hell nah, we ain't gonna do that. Got, oh man, it was off the chains <laughs> and people loved it. Like, he was so ratchet. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. it was off the you chain, one of them, And you know what, that's, that's, I was like, I was like, I used to do. I we all do were. Yeah, I, I was, was like too. Like, I used to do, when I used to work afternoons with Nate, I was that guy for him. Like I would go to the neighborhoods, like it'd be, it might be a shootout. But what Larry? Well, I'm out here, buddy. I ain't shoot, but I'm out here, don't be no boy. Come give me no. And people be like, well, that boy be everywhere. Facts. But, but I get it. You yeah. grow. Yeah, you know what I'm You get yeah. to a point where you just be like, I don't want to be that I ain't guy. Ain't doing but that no more. I'm urban radio, you be needing those characters, and Drank was that character. So yeah. when we did the, when we had the transition, I knew I was bringing him on just because his ratchet and his funny is just infectious and is top tier so i knew that i was gonna rock with him and i tried honestly at that time like i tried to bring everybody in on a certain level like i would have bits where bean would be doing um parodies and stuff for us but for the folks watching when you say bean you're talking about chico bean who's now currently on wild and out in the 85 south show i'd be saying names like yeah yeah like (laughs) but they might not know chico bean i mean chico bean of wild and out fame in 85 south show yeah 85 south show with with uh, uh, DC, yeah, and DC Young Fly and, and Carlos Miller, and Carlos Miller. Absolutely. That's who he's talking about. Yeah, that's they all work together. But well, he went to Winston Salem State too. Like he Bing, did. Yeah, being graduated yeah. from Winston Salem State. Like we all HBCU. Yeah. Uh, Burp and Drank and Brand. Burp and graduated though. They all no Aggies. shade. 
Burp did not graduate. He the only one from Charlotte. Is he the only one that yes. didn't graduate? Yes. Burp, man, yes. listen, I hope you lick it. Bruh. How the hell are you going to be the only one out of the crew that didn't graduate? Bruh, bruh? Uh, Burp is always fraudulent. He always <laughs> screaming the foe, but he from Concord. <laughs> he ain't even from Charlotte. Now, he claimed Concord. I be saying he from the trailer park, but he won't claim <laughs> that. He won't. <laughs> nah, well, he be us. He be trying. I'm from the foe. Nigga, oh, you from Concord. <laughs> Stop playing with us. <laughs> but that's still the photo. Nah, nah. You're right. You're right. Nah, you're right. You're right. I got homies that's from Charlotte. And they don't right. let nobody from Concord. That. You're right. You're right. Nah, you're you right. from the we'll gas house. You're from Kings Mountain. You're from Concord. Concord. Pineville, Amato. Straight up. You ain't from the foe. You from That's Concord. my guy. Burp is my guy. Though. I hate Burp. He's built I, bad. <laughs> he built bad. He got this nasty thing on his hand. I hate him. I hate Burp. I hate everything about him. How did all y'all connect? Was it because all y'all was in Greensboro? How did y'all even create the freestyle? You know, because it's a lot of y'all and all of y'all are doing big things in your own way. Like Burp is on the show with me. You got your own show. Chico Bean is on a major tour. Uh, Darren Brand was on Wild and Out. He's doing major things with Netflix right now. Uh, Drake is on the show with you. All y'all was together. So how did y'all even create, how did that come about? It's super dope. It's a, it's a dope success story. We like the temptations of comedy in North Carolina to keep it a buck. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually in a couple of years, we're going to do a reunion show and it's going to be ridiculous. But I never wanted to do stand-up long-term. But I wanted to act. Like you were saying, you were, that's why I was like, dang, for real? Like, I yeah. always wanted, like, that's a, always a goal, you know? Like, so the, my management at the time said the best way was to do stand-up. Mm -hmm. So I would be at the Comedy Zone, and hosting at the Comedy Zone was Bean. Chico in Bean. In Greensboro. Okay. He started hosting at the Comedy Zone in Greensboro. Chico Bean is who I'm speaking of. Um, drinking, well, <laughs> it first started, it was me, Burp, and Brand. Okay, Darren Brand. Yes, Darren Brand. Big Baby Brand. Big Baby Brand. Okay. And we were 3B. That was our comedy. That name. is Burp, Brand, and that, that makes yeah, Burp, we Big 3B. Baby, and B Dot. Oh, it's horrible. We laugh about it. <laughs> we laugh about it endlessly to this the day. The Big Three. Y'all was the original Big Three. For sure. Yeah. Legit. And we dressed horribly, and it was ridiculous. That's when Burp wore bow ties, and Brand looked, just was. And when I met Burp, he had them bow ties. He was horrible. He was <laughs> and, horrible. And, and the Kevin Hart special. He had <laughs> it was on like horrible. a Oh, it was horrible. I think he had on a bow tie that day. He definitely had on a bow tie that <laughs> So um, <laughs> we started out, and we were doing a show at the Comedy Zone. And I was telling them, like, if y'all trying to get down, like, let me see what y'all do at the Comedy Zone. And okay. they brought out a bunch of Aggies, and they went crazy in the Comedy Zone. So I was like, the three of us, we got to link up. I want to work with Bean because he's the most seasoned. He's a real stand-up comedian. He hosts at the open mics. He knows the game. So I want to work with him. My homegirl, Africa, not that I worked with, but she went to A&T. She was a good friend of mine. Her cousin was Drank. Okay. So she was like, my cousin, he's funny. I want him to meet y'all. So we met this dude, Drank, and he got up that night, too, and he killed so the five of us were like, yo, let's do something. And I had a couple homies with me, and they were willing to handle the business side of it, and we just handled the comedy side of it. And we just linked up. And this was, seriously, when we were like, nobodies. Like, I was just a funny dude on the morning show. Mm -hmm. So because of that title, they trusted me at the Comedy Zone. So the Comedy Zone gave me one night a month, the third Sunday. Mm -hmm. So the third Sunday of the month for 10 years, we rocked out at the Comedy Zone with the Freestyle Funny Comedy Show. And it, was, it allowed us to seriously travel all over the country. And our goal initially was we wanted to get on TV. Mm -hmm. So um, Dolly was one of my homegirls from Winston-Salem State. She moved up to New York and became Nick Cannon's personal assistant Dang. just by chance. Yeah. So when they were recasting for Wild and Out, she made a stop in Charlotte so that we could audition. Right. So me, Burp, Bean, yeah, me, Burp, Chico, Bean, we all auditioned in Charlotte. I sucked. Bean did great, and I guess Burp didn't do well because he didn't make it either. But I, <laughs> I super sucked. Like my audition was horrible because I didn't think that I needed to rehearse or practice or nothing because Dolly was my homie. So I'm thinking this is just formality. I'm good. Yeah, 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 I'm just yeah. going in. What up, yeah, Nick? Yeah. When I need to be in New York. Yeah. Like I had to get in there and do a whole audition. They like play games. We play uh, yeah, talk I did and spit. I said, You was at it? You was there? I, we, they did one at the radio station. We, I was there. That's the one I came to. We killed it. Me, me, Brinson Buckner, and I think Tone X was on our team. Mm. We killed it. But Nick was like, damn, y'all got something. Because Brinson Buckner, who now coaches for the Arizona Cardinals, he's with the Carolina Panthers. I at remember. The time. He went to West Charlotte? Nah, Brent, but now nah, you talking about Mo. Okay. Nah, Buck is from. Georgia. Because Drank went to West Charlotte, so he's yeah. talking about him all the he's time. He's talking about Mo. Yeah. So, uh, so Buck is from Georgia, from Columbus, Georgia. So he, he was playing for the Panthers, but he was on my show at the time. So he, we, Nick came in. We did the Wild and Out audition amongst us in the room in the back of the station. And we killed He was like, yo, I wish I could bring. But you know they couldn't bring us because we're on the radio. Mm. 
And they he was like, I, I was like, bro, I want y'all to come do special. You know, Nick be talking. He ain't never Definitely. in my headphones oh. either, by the way. <laughs> Mine was broke, as a matter of Nick, fact. Nick, I need my goddamn <laughs> Hey, Nick's super rich, though. He could definitely see some headphones. But yeah, that, that's dope. That, because a lot of people, like, I think for black men, sometimes it's a competition. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you do comedy, I do comedy. Nah, I ain't going to clink up with you because yeah. it's a competition. Or I want, I want to be the one to shine. So that's dope that five black men was able to link up and make something pop off. That's that's and that's then what I be love. Super successful. Super successful. Like you just said, like everybody is on a national stage. Yeah, that's dope. Like even drank tours with Chico Bean. Yeah. So and, and and you know what? Well, you know what else dope is dope about it that y'all all still stay connected. Because sometimes, you know, you'll start something with people and then it might be a falling out. Or not even a really falling out, just you know, people going different directions and, and they don't reach back. So that's still important, too, that y'all able to reach back with each other. Because we wasn't talking to Burt for a couple of years. Because <laughs> Burt quit. Burt quit? Burp Talk, quit tell group. me about Burt quit. Burp tell quit. me about this shit. Burp I mean, quit I'm, the group, man. I'm sure he quit. Burt quit, man. Burp, uh... Burp got the pillow talking with this chick. Oh, shit. And talking trash about us. And daggone, she blasted him on social media and on Twitter and was telling us that all the stuff Burp was saying about us. And for real, Smith. And we Burp, brought, the pillow talking with And we house. brought Burp to the crib like, Burp, what's up? Burp's like, I ain't saying nothing that shit. Y'all know I ain't saying nothing. I wasn't saying nothing like that. And we was like, Burp, why would you just lie? You're fired. Get out of here. He's like, you ain't got to fire me. I quit. But. No, nah, it was it was similar to that for real, for real. And but Burp y'all didn't whoop his ass. Y'all should have nah, whooped his ass. Nah, we, it never got physical. But it nah, was, you it was bad ass. energy though for a while, it man. Before y'all, y'all should have whooped his ass. Should have jumped him. Yeah, he should have jumped him. He won't pillow talk nobody, no more. Then nobody had time for that. Can't talk with a fat lip. You know, Burp would have been in there windmilling <laughs> and got. How <laughs> you say he'd been in that fight like a girl? <laughs> <laughs> Burp would have been in there down open hand <laughs> trying to smack somebody. <laughs> No, man. No, nah, but like, it be, it's stuff with every group like that, though. Oh, man. Like, hell for yeah. Real. You know how oh, that goes. Oh, hell yeah. Though. Most definitely. You know, you know we all been through, been through things. Um, it's just amazing. Like, you're seven years in, you got the same crew. I think my crew has changed three times. Wow. But this is my, I started in 2004 on the mornings. So, yeah. It's but see, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Like, I started in 2004 on the mornings. Yeah. So and since the then, time. like, I didn't trade, I didn't change about three or four times. Mm hmm. So I, I dig, like, and again, I got abandonment issues. So when people be leaving, that shit be hurting. Yeah. Why? I, why <laughs> how did you come up with this? <laughs> how did you come up with this? You got abandonment issues. I do. I do, cause my daddy left when I was young. Okay. Like, and I didn't know who my daddy was. Like, and my and the dude who I thought was my daddy, like, when I was fourteen, him and my mm. mom got a divorce. And this nigga, he pulled up to the daggone basketball court. I'm at the basketball court. This nigga pulls up to the basketball court, honks the horn, like Brian. I come around over to the car. I'm like, yeah. He's like, listen. <laughs> not to not listen to him. <laughs> what did he say, B? <laughs> <laughs> he put the car in park. <laughs> now listen. <laughs> Why are y'all laughing at this? <laughs> I can see this in my head. Bro. Go ahead. Go he ahead. I, say, I got the visual. I got the visual. He, he said, now pull listen. Up. <laughs> it don't seem like me and your mom are going to work this out. Okay. But I wanted to let you know that I'm not your birth father. Oh, hell no, nah, bro. That's your mom up. will Your mom will explain the rest to you. Oh, that's fucked up. He <laughs> <laughs> put that bitch in driving foot off? Look, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the court like, <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Where's he at today? Where's he at today? He's standing on no cap, though. That's my dude now. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's my dude. Like, like, you talk to him about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, we talked about that because I ran straight to the house and called my mama like, Mama, daddy, daddy said, or this dude said that he not my daddy. <laughs> what the, what? And she just hung up. She was mad at no, me. No, hell no. Your mama didn't hang up. She hung up. So now I'm just in the house, daddyless, just <laughs> naked, naked emotionally. Oh, my God. Then I found out that my birth father was oh locked up in California on drug charges and all types of carrying Oh, he was a real G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, well, he was just ridiculous. <laughs> And then, like, I really, for real, like, I didn't meet him until, like, three years ago. Like, for like, real, like, in my late face. 30s, that's when I finally met him, like, yeah. face to face and sat down and chopped it up with him. Yeah. But, like, in therapy, like, I really, like, it's that fear of people going to dip. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are always going to leave. So it's that, that bully in your I brain, you. you know what I'm saying, that's, that sort of fucks with me from time to time. And, you know, like, we all got our vices. We all got oh, our demons. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, see, so my father's issue is different. Like, my dad was around on and off. And my mom went to prison when I was young. When I was your like, mama was a G. Oh, oh, my mama, people know in Charlotte know about know my mama. Really? Oh yeah. Before Griselda Blanco, it was Judy Byers. Shut up. Mama. Come on now. 
Like I, it, we keep it a thousand because a hundred hey, ain't enough. Ain't enough. Like it's old school cats that come up to me now and be like, "Boy, your mama used butt." I be like, "But go ahead on now, bro. <laughs> yeah, go ahead on, go That's ahead on crazy. now." Go ahead. But you know, you know it. But for me as a young man, I saw that. I saw the transition through everything. You know, from her doing what she was doing in the streets to her going to prison to her coming home to her making a complete transition. So that in my mind still plays out with certain situations. So from my dad took me in when I when my mom went to prison. He ain't really it was either stay at home with my aunts or either I can go with your dad. And my mom said, I want you to go with your dad if he's gonna take you. And he did. He did. He took he took me in and I learned a lot from my dad. But after that, after I went back home, the relationship died. It's like it's no it's no communication anymore. It's no it's no teaching me anything. So a lot of stuff I learned was from other guys, from coaches from just you know just hanging with different dudes and and just you know just them pouring into you and uh, but see back then we came up and i say this all the time you had dudes like you wasn't in that lifestyle they wouldn't let you be in that lifestyle they're like bro you too smart you could take your ass home and then plus they knew who my mama was they knew like but now you you drew the son you taking your ass home and now we can do I you need something go holler at your mama I ain't, I ain't dealing with your mama i'm not doing that like i had dudes that, but i ain't dealing but what time is but we finna do such and such Take your ass home, bro. Like, nah, I ain't dealing with your mama. And I had dudes tell me that. So it's like, for me, it's like I be trying to rebuild that relationship with my dad. Because it's not always just, like you said, everybody got their vices. But you don't understand. I didn't understand that part until I got older. Now, you start having kids. You're like, okay, now nah, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. You was a young man. You was doing young man shit. You, so you get it. So like we we rebuilt our relationship. I just went to see him the other day. I hadn't seen him in like six years, and I went. To, I just I'm riding through the neighborhood where he live, and I stopped by. Like man, I gotta go see my pops. Like I don't have no grudge, but it is what it is. So I, when, I when you become a parent, though, you you just yeah, you see everything different. Yeah, you look at everything different. Like you understand why marriages don't work. You understand. You just Absolutely. understand a bunch of different things when you become a husband. When you become a parent, you you get it. You see it through a different lens, and I think that's how. My pops and I were able to rebuild our relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I realized, like, me and my mom beef, so I can't imagine being married to her. Like, I, <laughs> like, I dig, y'all. Like, hey, <laughs> I get it, my guy. Like, for real. So, y'all cool now? Y'all still talk? Yeah, yeah. We talk all the time, man. Like, he just hit me up the other day with, um, because of all this Derek Chauvin foolishness. He would just want to just tell me, just want to pray for me and whatnot, and just yeah. tell me, just be safe out here because. You know, you might not make it home type foolishness and yeah. that type of vibe. But he an Uber driver, so I'm telling him, like, yo, you, you be might safe not make it home. Yeah, bro, you be so, safe out here. So do we still got that work, though? Because, you know, I mean, I know. Oh, no, you're talking, <laughs> about, my, you're talking, you're talking about my dad, my father. That yeah, 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 I'm not, talking about your real dad. I ain't talked to him in a minute. Oh, like, okay, okay. That's what I'm met, talking about your real dad. Yeah. He still got that work. I need Nah, me. like, he ain't doing that. He, I'm trying, he, uh, actually, I'm trying he to buy with, me another stuff. Shut up, boy. He deal with reformed convicts now, though. Oh, that's what's up. He changed his life, man. He deal with reformed convicts. He a poor. And stuff like that, you know. What I'm saying? It was dope meeting him though because I got to see where the other side of me came from. Like right. growing up with my mother, I knew where certain traits and stuff came from. Yeah. But then there were other things that I didn't even really pay attention to. But when I met dude, I was like, "That's where that come from." Like, oh, that's where the wordplay come from. You a poet and you stuff like that. So it was dope being able to fill in that other part of my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like your first time on the radio, what was that like? Because if people ask me this question, so. Like your first time, cause they be like, "Do you do you get tired of hearing yourself on the radio?" But like, what was that first moment for you, like on the radio? Like, you know, you you heard yourself, or you heard one of your commercials, yeah, or you heard yourself on a promo. What was that like for you? Like everybody, you've geeked. You like, I made it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you growing up, like when I was a child, I never wanted to do morning radio. Like right. Buster Brown was the morning morning show Buster. guy. Buster Brown was that dude. He ran dude. radio. Yeah. Still is that dude. Like that's my mentor. And but I never said I want to do radio when I grew up. Right. So when I got on radio, to be able to talk on radio, again, the first time was with Waleed at night. So I yeah. was just talking and just talking about football and being passionate. And it was dope to me because it didn't feel like I was doing radio. Right. You just being yourself. I was just talking, Talking bro. and being myself. And so, like, I think that's when you're the most successful, when you're just being your personality on the air. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and I was always able to do that. So yeah. It just always felt natural to me. Like I always like it was dope because the people with me were excited. Like yeah. my accomplishments are dope because the people that I'm surrounded by, they're excited about it. You know what I'm saying? Like personally, like no cap, like I've been popular since kindergarten. Like I've been I I gave the valedictorian speech 
in kindergarten. Like, go forth and be great in first grade, niggas. Like, I did. I told him that. I didn't say niggas. Like, go forth and be great in first grade, niggas. Man, but like, I've always had that. I've always been able to captivate rooms and demand attention and just that type vibe. So, like, that part is always natural to me. So, when I make different accomplishments, it's great. It feels good because, you know, I'm being successful and, and just being what I want to be. But, mm-hmm. I re- again, like, the people around me being excited, that's what's lit. You remember your first paycheck? No. You remember your first? I remember my first paycheck. How exactly. do you remember all of this Bruh, crap? I'm going to tell you why. Because I remember it because it was that, it was that exciting to me to get a, a paycheck from Power 98. I remember the exact amount. $55.19 or $0.38 was my first paycheck. How did he do that? Didn't I just tell you my mom was Griselda Blanco? I'm good with numbers. I've always been good with numbers. I know what I spent my first check on. What did you spend it on? Weed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact. My first check was $55.38. That's crazy, right? Yes. I was making $8 an hour. Man. How much you was making an hour when you first got radio? I you really remember? don't remember. Like I, re- I remember it was a salary was for like nineteen about 10 grand. To fifteen. It was like nineteen grand for the year. I know that was like my my standard part time contract. And about ten to fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, I didn't care. But see, like that's the thing. See, you like, don't care about the. I didn't care about the money at that time. But see, I was still in school though. Yeah. I was still like I, I got on radio too. in two thousand four. I graduated yeah. from college in two thousand and six. Yeah. So them two years, like that, the money I was making for radio, I was getting more money on refund checks than I was getting in radio. Absolutely. Checks. So like I really wasn't. I, like, now y'all laughing, like, but it's true story. Dead serious. Goddamn refund check. But listen, I used, Baffles, take, boy. I used to take my homies to the mall off the refund check. But you know how many shopping. cars I bought off refund let's checks? Let's go shopping, bro. And it'd be so whack because they'd be like, "Now listen." <laughs> You only need two thousand dollars this semester. But give me the eight. But we're gonna give you eight grand. Yeah, let me get the eight. Let me get that six thousand on the refund. That's what 6, you talking about? What? Now I'm what? paying thirty-two thousand dollars worth of debt. These you ain't paid yours off yet? No. I should pay it off. Are you serious, yes, sir? Now that's a good feeling. Yeah, I paid it off. That's a good feeling. Yeah, I had a little money. Oh, hey, that's but, a good see, feeling. When I, when I got and you know Smith is private, so our shit is expensive as hell. But for no the, reason, look at Smith. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> we whooped Winston ass. No, y'all did not. <laughs> not in football, basketball, we, okay, softball, maybe not bowling. football, but we beat y'all in golf. <laughs> <laughs> we beat y'all in golf. Fine, Larry. I <laughs> can't chili, prove it. nigga. We whooped y'all in no. golf. Yeah, we did. Yeah, our cheerleaders are smack, y'all. You crazy? You crazy as hell, y'all. We whooped y'all ass in real there. life. Built like builder bears. Ain't nobody worried about you them remember, girls you, out there. You remember our chilies whooped y'all cheerleaders ass and we got kicked out of school? No, I don't. Remember Go that. look it up. And it's if on it YouTube. did happen, we should have pressed charges. It's we on YouTube. Y'all did press charges. Good. Because <laughs> we are a classy organization at Winston-Salem State University. <laughs> y'all selling dope over there in Wilson Hall. Yes, we do. But that's not <laughs> 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 Them the locals. Them the locals. not students. <laughs> Them is the locals. Them the Trey Foles. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to y'all. Them boys in the Trey Foles don't play. No games. None. No <gasps> cap. Hey man, but yeah, yeah man. Black college is beautiful. Like their refund checks was like that though, bro. Wait, let me listen, cause we are heavy CIAA. Yeah. And of course we do MIAC cause of ANT. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the SWAC any? Yes, with Clark Atlanta and all that. See, I'm not familiar with the SWAC. The um when Winston Salem State was in their heyday going to see um D two national championships and carrying on. Coach Maynard was mm-hmm. our coach. Mm-hmm. Now he coaches over at Alabama A and M. Okay. So that's down there in the SWAC. So the I've been SWAC. riding with them and talking a bunch of big trash to. Coach Sanders and Primetime and all them over there, man. Like, but the swag is big business. I want to go down there to one of their homecomings. They say them joints be lit. They do. And it's big time football, big time competition down there. And you know, with Dion down there, you already know what it's like. So, absolutely. Yeah, it's big time. But, um, like, HBCU's period is, is, is got the highlight right now. It does. What made you decide to go to an HBCU? Because, you know, that's a decision you have to make when you get ready to go to college over a PWI. Yeah. So, what made you sit back and be like, man, let me go, let me go to Winston? Well, I couldn't get any any PWIs. Oh, you know, Winston let anybody in. You like, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> they give us a chance. Okay, they let anybody. Enter to learn, depart to serve. Okay, okay. That's our motto. But now, like I, you know, I tried to when I graduated from high school. You know, I tried to go to Carolinas and NC yeah, States and yeah. all of that, but my GPA wasn't worth a damn. Like I, I have never been a great scholar. You I know what I'm saying? Like again, I talk my way out of anything. Like if I got to pass a grade, like. Come on, man. Let me let me take a test. Let me yeah, something. Some, yeah, yeah, something yeah. gonna finesse. So my grades have never been up to par. So I I wasn't able to get in those. And then I didn't go to college until three years after graduating high school. So you waited. I waited. I sat out. You know what I'm saying? I was running the streets, being stupid and ridiculous. And 
Um, I didn't want to go to A&T because I was from Greensboro. So Winston-Salem State was close enough that I could be around my homies but far enough away from my parents where I could chill. I got you. So it was the best decision ever, dog. It was the same thing for me. Like I, everybody from my high school was going to A&T. And wow. I'm like, I ain't going to A&T. I don't yeah. want to do high school over. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. Do that. yeah, that's fair. I don't want to do that. That's though. fair. I want to see some new people. Yeah. And I had been going to Smith since I was a peewee. Like, you know what I mean? Smith is in Charlotte. And going up there, you realize that nobody from Charlotte goes to John C. Smith. Wow. Nobody. So when I was in school, the whole time I was in there, it was only five people from Charlotte that went there. So everybody that I connected with was from somewhere else New York, Charleston, um, Florida. California, Chicago. So it was it was like being in the it, so I call Smith a city within the city because if you enter Smith, you like no nobody from Charlotte goes here. They don't even I don't even think for us football and basketball or any sport that they recruit Charlotte because they figure nobody from Charlotte wants to go here. So I was like, cool, this is dope. And like I said back then, I was on a tour with plays, so I could still do my acting thing on the weekend and still get my college in during the week. And it was your city, so all them folks from out of town, when they need to know what's popping, they're yep. holding them down yep. in Charlotte. Yep, they be like, bro, what, 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 we need to go yes. eat at? What club we need to go to? Yeah. Bro, I got you. Yeah, so and then the when man, I got huh? on the radio, and it was it was crazy. Right. It really got crazy. That, look, now I ain't going to hold you. Because you was in school doing radio, like me. Yes. That feeling is dope. That's dope. It's no better feeling than they're going to leave in the radio station and going to campus and just right. being able to chill on and just know. <laughs> <laughs> you try to act like you don't know, but you yeah, know yeah, you yeah, was yeah. that nigga right now. It was a little different. It was a little Them different. perks was crazy, though. And I wasn't even doing much then. I was, like I said, I was, I was overnight. I was overnight and weekends. But yeah, like I'm just part-time telling just jokes. Part-time, bro. Like, yeah. Radio, yeah. man. Radio has been a blessing, though, man. Like. Just from everything, like being able to go to national branders, like wilding out and just all yeah. over the spectrum. I've been on the, all the stations and networks and the people I've been able to network with, man. Like my biggest regret from radio is not taking pictures. Like I'm the dude that. You like be like, I don't want to take that. I'm no, like that too. man. I, I, but you know what? You know what? I it hate is? it, Smitty. I, like that, now, like I ain't know, had nothing to post when DMX passed. Nothing. Right. <laughs> but an interview that we did. And I know I was in the room with him, but didn't get one damn picture. Kyle is, did. Is it? Is it? Is it like, man, he just like me and I don't want to take a picture? Or it's just like, I just, or you just get caught up in the moment, you don't really take no picture? One of them be a pride thing. Like, yeah. I be, I, I don't know how to ask another man, can we get a picture? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just yeah. feel awkward on some man level. Then two is, I've always viewed it as, we're colleagues. Like, yeah. you're not asking to take my picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I know you might have more status, but we're on the same playing field right now. Like, we're colleagues, and I'm going to see you again in this arena, so I don't need to take pictures to document yeah. this. I got but you. then, as you get more and more, and people start passing, yeah. and, you like, know, damn, as time no goes by, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just be like, dang, like, I did do that, and I was there, and not to stunt for the ground, but just for your own remembering. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, dang, I did do that. Oh, that was a dope suit. I forgot when I worked with them, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I hate that I didn't document and when I first got in the radio, I was like that. But then after a while, you're like, man, it's cool. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all in how you do it. And you know, like, it's different. Like, if somebody comes up to you and they ask you for a picture, you automatically put them in a certain category. Like, not a, not a, a rude category, but you would just want to put the best foot forward because you know this person is a fan. This person is somebody who wants to document this moment forever. Yeah. But, like, if somebody comes up to you and they're just talking to you, you let your guard down a little bit and you become yeah. a little bit more human. When somebody asks you for a picture, you feel like, or I know I do. When people ask me for a picture, it's B dot time. You know what I'm saying? Like not that B dot yeah. is different from Brian, but I know that you you you're a fan of the person that you listen to. Yeah. Whereas if you just come up we in the club and you talking and we just chopping it up about something random and then in the conversation you throw out, man, I'd be listening to you in the morning, man. You just as cool in real life as you right. that kind of shit. That happens it's a lot. different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. I, and sometimes I'll even say, Hey man, you trying to grab a picture real quick? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially for dudes. When a dude asks me for a picture, I'm a lot more, I try to be a lot more cordial because I know what that dude had to go through prior-wise yeah. to ask me for a picture. Right. You know Absolute, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Females, it's not, they, don't, they don't care. Like, can I get a picture? Let me get a picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's what they that's do. That's what they do. But yeah. a dude to be like to humble himself and be like. No, no, no. Got some Viv is in the room. She's looking like y'all tripping. Viv, no, Viv, Viv, it no, is really but see, like now, that, Viv is in the game, though. Like, so yeah, she don't she count. Game, yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm talking about regular, normal people. Yeah, and it's not, it's not saying it's like, well, we got fans. 
it's just like that's what females do. They take pictures. That's yeah, yeah, like that's y'all that, take pictures. But dudes, but for dudes, for a dude to ask another himself. dude for a picture, oh man, that's very humble. You hear how the baby talk to people to ask? <laughs> Don't do. You ain't gonna do the baby like that. You hear how the baby? <laughs> no, I, you know we love John. But you ain't gonna do the baby like that. The baby, the, the baby is the reason why dudes be like, I ain't asking no dude for no but picture. No, but no, I had I've had dudes tell me the realest things ever in this radio career. Like I had a dude tell me just about a, two months ago. He walked up to me. He said, "Hey, bro, I'ma just tell you some real shit." He was like, "He was like, bro, I feel like you a real nigga. I do feel like that." He was like, "Bro, I don't even like you though." So I'm I'm standing there in the moment like, "What well, damn?" Like, "What well, damn?" I'm like, "Okay, so where's this going?" Like, "What's that?" That's you getting your stance a little bit. No, no, bit no. I'm <laughs> listening. I'm you know, cause we I got I, when you say that I gotta look you in your face, see where you going with it. So we look out. He's like, "Bro, I don't even like you." He's like, "But he's like, I'ma tell you some real shit." I respect what you do in this community. I respect you as a man. He was like, but I don't really like you. He said, I don't even know why I don't like you, but I just don't like you. He was like, but I want to shake your hand and tell you, you do a great job. See, oh, only thing weirdos. But what key? Oh, like I got to respect that, bro, because you're not gonna like everybody, and you might Fact. not even know. I, re- I, I told bro, I said, bro, I respect that. I said, I respect that. Yeah, I said, you real in the fact that you saying, bro, I don't like you, but I respect you. I can deal with that. It's them phony niggas that I don't like. Bro, you don't like me. That's cool. And like he said, bro, I don't even know why, but I respect what you do. He was like, I ain't got nothing against you. I just don't like you. I said, okay. And we shook hands. We were cool. Dap that we could. Weirdos. Tell me, man. <laughs> I don't, I they live amongst I, us. I didn't think he was a weirdo. I just oh. think, I, I, I just think he really, man, bro, you might not. Because there's people that I come across, and we just don't. But just would you no go connection. up to him and tell him later? I'm not. No, because you're not a weirdo. But everybody different. That's right. It's some weirdos amongst us. <laughs> Who's just going to go out there? Who's just going to go up and say, listen, hey, 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 I just want to let you know something. I don't like you, nigga, but I respect you, though. Give me some doubt. That's weird. Smitty. But nah, that's real shit, bro, because you know you know what else will happen? Somebody don't like you, and they'll be around you, keep keying and all in your face, bro, can I get a picture? Then they'll, they'll take the picture. Then you walk off, they'll tell their homeboy, I don't even fuck with that nigga like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that happens, too, and but I he, know but, it happens. But that... I about to say yeah. I would say that, and but he's I'm just super saying. lame. Like the lame person to take a picture and they don't like you. Oh my god! But it happens though. All the time. It happens though. All the time. And people, I'm, again, like like you said, he don't even know why he don't like you. And that's how it is most of the time, bro. You ain't even got nothing against me. You just I don't like the nigga. But the reality is, they see us and they and a lot of times it's envy for no freaking reason. Like they see us and they think, oh man, this dude think he the shit. But meanwhile, it's not if even you like talk that. to me, dog, you'll see, dog, like. I'm broke. I got, I got bad <laughs> I got credit. I'm $30,000 long. <laughs> like, but now, nah, but like, seriously, like when you get to know us, we all people. Yeah. And the reality is if you're hearing somebody like a Larry or Dot or even a Viv, like their personalities is what make them dope. Yeah. So if somebody is, has been in this market for this long, clearly it's something about his personality that is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, so again, like I, I, I toy with that all the time, man. People are weird and dudes be way more weird than chicks. Like a dude will stand in the club with you and talk to you all night long, and you will be showing him nothing. Like, yeah, bro, that's crazy. Whew, yeah, <laughs> and he be just standing there, just standing. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with talking to people though. Like, I, I am I, too until it get awkward. <laughs> if there's nothing else to talk about, I know you just standing here so you can say you I'm were standing cool. next I'm to cool us in the club. I'm cool with that, bro. I don't, no. I don't even trip on that because I do. Because it, it's some people that it's some people that's a fan of you that don't know that they're a fan of you. Like some people are a fan of you, yeah. and they might not never say it, but they, but in their heart of hearts, they know I'm a fan of that guy. Yeah. So I respect that, and I don't know if it's been people like you met in this industry, whether it's an artist or whether it's just somebody in the industry you met that you are a fan of, and you just want to talk to them. Like I give you an instance, Jeezy and Master P, bro. I'll talk to them like all day, and they probably be like, "This nigga weird as fuck." But the thing about it is, nigga, I'm trying to get information because. I know your mind. I like I've seen things you've done with your mind. I'm trying to pick, I'm trying to pick your brain. Yeah. So it's the same thing for us. Like we might not be on that level. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same for some people. It's so the some same people thing, we but, are. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they just trying to pick our brain. So Jeezy I get almost it. had me eating out of a straw for the rest of my life. Why is that what happened? Him and his homies almost killed me at the club. Why? What happened? They tried to beat me up. Why did Jeezy? Hold on. Why did Jeezy try to beat you up? True story. True, tell the true story. You can Google it if you Google right now. Jeezy. And B dot, you will see the story where it's it's gonna say it's gonna say North Carolina bans Jeezy's music. That's what it's gonna say under the headline. Okay. But no cap. We was in the club one night and Jeezy's security. What did you do? I shouted out Keisha Cole. 
And he and his he security, already said he don't fuck with Keisha Cole. No, no, no. This one they was dating. Man, he ain't fuck security, with security had told me though, like I don't care who you see tonight, you don't shout out nobody but Jeezy. Okay. That's what security had told me. So you want to get the code. And I didn't, and I didn't, but I, I really didn't know what he was, I didn't really know what he meant at you the time. Get I, I did. Get no, I was 100% wrong. You fucked up. So listen, so. Try the real nickel, but so, I ain't going to say nothing. Be it. So, <laughs> so, look it up. Do you see it? B. Dot and G's. Go to allhiphop.com. It's there. Nevertheless. Um, Dang. <laughs> um, so Jeezy, um, Keisha Cole was there, and I didn't even realize Keisha Cole was there. Uh. As, as she's walking out with security, like, I look, and I'm like, oh, Keisha in the building. And as I'm saying it, I'm trying to grab the words back, like, ah, that's what security was talking about. It's like 2 in the morning, club about to close. Now, before the club, I had asked his, his um, manager, yeah. can I get a picture with Jeezy? Because, like, huge fan. Right, right. You have no clue. Right. In nah, Miami, I'm you. Like, listening it, 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 to Trap or Die. Yeah, it's, like, some, it's some people in this industry you're just a fan of. Jeezy was that one. and P for me. Jeezy was that one yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. dog. Like, yeah. I could not, I, just to be on the same bill with him, I felt I like it. I had made it. Right. So I when get, they told I me that at the end of the night you can get a picture with Jeezy, I'm like, bet. So the <laughs> DJ got beat out to security, I mean, down to the DJ booth. Beat out to the DJ booth. And I'm like, hell yeah. It's time for my picture. Oh, shit. I get up on stage. As I stand on stage, my heels... If the stage is at a corner, my heels are on the corner of the stage, right? Yeah. Jeezy walks up to me here, and then he got his homies here, and his homies here, like, at a counter circle, so yep. it cut me off. Yep. And I'm looking at Jeezy, and, like, you know, I'm drunk. We drunk. It's part, you know what I'm saying? I'm, so I'm, like, trying to go for my phone, and he's like, didn't we tell you not to say shit about nobody in this motherfucker, homie? And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, oh, this, shit. this ain't what you say before a picture, Smitty. This, uh, uh, what, uh -huh. this is not what you usually say before a picture. <laughs> so I'm looking at him like, yo, like. So he and you like, know what? I can, I know how Jesus talks. So I, I know how this came out. So he's looking at me, and, and at that point, he take a step forward. He's like, don't you know we'll fuck you up in here, nigga? And I'm like, so in at that point, in his rasping voice, I just I dropped. Know. I just dropped my. I, I looked at the at the nigga that's with him <laughs> that's willing to kill me for him. And I'm like, and I just dropped my head. And he was like, get the fuck out of my face, nigga. Wow. And I damn walked past him to the DJ booth and just sat down at the DJ booth like, what the fuck just happened? And Jeezy left and all that. So the next morning on the radio, or the next, that was like Saturday. So Monday when I got on the radio, like my feelings was crushed. Because when this happens, oh, <laughs> I left this part out. When he walks towards me at that exact moment, the lights from the club come on. <laughs> So everybody watching. Everybody's watching. Oh, fuck. The whole club is watching oh, Jeezy damn. straight punk me <laughs> in Greensboro. So like that Monday, <laughs> motherfuckers calling up like, yo, that what happened? So I'm telling them what happened. But I'm really, really emotional because I'm sick because like I'm a fan of dude. And everybody right, right. knows like all week I have been talking about I'm hosting this party with Jeezy. Right. And they know. Right. So they're like, oh, that's fucked up, man. Fuck Jeezy. He don't get to come to Greensboro and disrespect you like that. I ain't playing no more Jeezy, man. Fuck Jeezy. So like 97.1. Okay. They, they, no, they definitely lie. 97. <laughs> especially in this moment. We're talking yeah. about like 2004, yeah, 2005. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, I appreciate that, though. So like uh, 97.1 and 107.5, they are sister stations with us. Okay. They start putting on their social media. 97.1 bands Jeezy. 107.5 bands Jeezy. Now, mind, this is like 2004, 2005. Like, we really kicking off shit going um, viral and all of this. Yeah. So allhiphop.com yeah. picked up the story. North Carolina bans Jeezy. That was the story that they put on the damn internet. So, like, at this wow. point, Jeezy's manager then called Tap. Yeah. Yo, Tap Money. Like, Tap yo, Money. What up, Tap? Yes, sir. Like, yo, like, what's up? Y'all ain't playing Jeezy up here? Like, like, what's going on? Da, 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 da. A lot of people don't know, man. North Carolina. We break a lot of artists. Huge market. We, we break a lot of artists. So, like, Tap was like, well, you know, we ain't like the way things went down with our morning show jock. Da, 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 all the Mind you, Jams hadn't pulled nothing. But Tap was playing it like we yeah. might have to do something because da, da 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 So they was like, well, we need to get them on the phone. Da, da, da. So that night, mind you, nigga, Wendy Williams had hit me up. Oh, wow. Terrence J and them had hit me up for 106 in Park trying to dag on. Oh, you should have rolled this shit. I'd have rolled this shit. But that wheel, same bro. night, that same night, Jeezy calls me on three-way. Jeezy, Tap Money, and, um, and Waleed, all of them was on the phone, and they called me. And me and Jeezy just talked, and he was like, he was explaining his side. And really, he, he was pissed off for three reasons that night. One, yeah. 
the club, the way the club was set up, they put his D, they put his VIP um area on the stage. Right. They only paid him for a walkthrough. Right. Right. But they tried to finesse it and try to make him perform. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So he they was do pissed. They do that to artists all the time. He was pissed. Yeah. They, they, we, we do then that all the time. DJ, the DJ dropped some Gucci. Oh yeah. I uh, said so that hap that happened in the club with Jeezy with with another. Yeah. And the, oh, I'm gonna come to that story in a minute. The third strike, <laughs> the third strike was me shouting out Keisha Cole. Hey, yeah, he was out so he pissed. just felt like he was just being totally disrespected in Greensboro. He was mad as hell. Yeah. And you know he apologized, and you know I told him it was all love, man. I told him I was a big fan or whatever. He said next time he came through, we'll link up and go chop it up. It never happened, but I didn't expect. You never it get to. your picture? No, I never got my picture, man. Damn, I never. Got, now he all would married and a new Jeezy now yeah, and everything. Yeah, he ain't even the he, same Jeezy. He ain't, I want him with the snowman no. fucking shirt on. Yeah. But you got to get him with the suit on <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Suit and button down. But that motherfucker, boy, he almost killed me that night. Yeah, you almost died. You I didn't did. know it. I did. You didn't know oh, it. Oh, I did know it. So that happened here. Similar story, but not with me. With another guy. I'm a host gonna, or a DJ? What, Bill? A host. Bill, like, oh, I'm God. not going to tell the story. I'm going to wait till they come on the podcast so they can tell the oh, story. Oh, come on. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Well, can you tell us who so we can know who to wait for? It was for Sporty the Odin. Was it? It was Sporty Odin. Oh, I'm going to call Odin as soon as I get done me, with this. Me and Sporty, I don't know if you remember, but oh. I got witnesses. Ah, he it was me, Sporty Odin, on a Wednesday night. Jeezy came. I was the host. Me and Sport was hosting together, and they told Sport, don't play no Gucci. And he played Gucci, and you know what happened. Next. Why would he do that? You gotta ask him. I, I'm when gonna he, ask him. He gonna come on, let me talk, yeah. and I'm gonna let him talk about it. That's I'm here what for that. Do. You know, Sport went to Winston State too. Yeah, I know. And I you know, know, he was a hooper though. Sport, like, can that's hoop. how he got sport, the name sport, sport. Sport definitely can hoop. That dude is a I'll bucket. That, he, Sport's got a, a a great mind when it comes to promotion. That's my absolutely. Guy. Like we had, like we gonna talk about this on Let Me Talk. We had our time. Well, it was I don't even know what it was. Y'all was beefing. I don't. I ain't gonna call it beef. I'm gonna just call it misunderstandings. It was a whole lot of misunderstandings. Radio stuff. It wasn't even radio. Oh, it was way I city. was in radio. He was he was doing promotions. This was before he got to radio. This when he was trying to get in radio and you were sabotaging him. I never sabotaged anybody <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I ain't never sabotaged this nobody you, in my life. This when you was three six and you listen, told him he couldn't get on the radio. And I'm Charlotte. gonna bring that man right here. We you gonna need sit. To. We gonna sit right here. We gonna talk about it because I because. Honestly, are y'all gonna have boxing gloves? No, nah, we don't need no boxing okay. gloves. That's my guy. Like okay. we, we got something playing big for the city and mate. Like that's lit. Man, like bro, like he, like he gonna. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm gonna let him come right here, right. and we gonna talk about it face to face. That's how I do. Oh, and I'm like, big for that. I'm, I'm a grown ass man, bro. Yeah, yeah. I pull my pants up like you pull your pants up, and like I. Tell I hop him, in mine with two yeah, feet. like whatever you want to do, you want to shoot it out, you want to fight it out, you want to box it out. We can do whatever. Yeah, but we can also sit down like grown men and talk about for sure. it. So that's what we're gonna do, and. And like, like that's my guy though. Like, yeah. like for real. Like I, we came in the state together, man. That's my dude. Like, yeah, nah, sport, smart. He's smart John as hell, Adams. man. And I tell him all the time, be like, bro, I wish the shit you do. I wish I'd have thought about when I was at that stage of my career, cause you make he sport make major moves. But like, we had a time where it was like, I don't know. Like, I got a, I got a partner named Big Les. Big Les to tell you, like, bro, listen. It was about to be smoke in the city. Because y'all were two big dogs in the city, though. But I, I never looked at it. Like, we're going to talk. I'm going to bring him on here so we can sit down yeah. and we can talk about I'm gonna be, it. I'm going to sit over there beside Yeah, yeah, yeah. please do. Let please me know. Do. Yeah, yeah. I got, please yeah. do. Hold my spot, Bill. Please do. And yeah. I, I just talked to Sport the other night. He had a listening party for Lil John 4K. You know, he, he yeah. he's one of the um guys that runs Social Currency Enterprises. Yeah. Came through. And, you know, we just we just, we just just going to sit down and, and talk about it. Because yeah. it's all over with now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over with now. Yeah. And, and even even then, we talked about it. Yeah. We talked about it then because we both grown men. But it's like, like bro, there was some crazy shit going on. And I didn't know where it was coming from. I don't know if he looked at something sideways or he thought I was doing something sideways. So we're going to sit down and talk about it in front of y'all. Because it's already dead between us. Yeah. We good. So. Now that's dope. I think like, you know, I rocks with you though, Larry. I think what you do in Charlotte is dope. Like for the homeless it, folk, for like yeah. um, during the uh, uh, winter months when you're down there collecting stuff for the kids and stuff. Like you definitely are a thumbprint in the city of Charlotte, and you got your pulse on the city. You can tell that, dog. Like, and I just I respect that. I you appreciate it. Like I really, really do, dog. Like, man, I'm, what you, you know, doing, when you really like you really from Greensboro, so you can go out there in the community, and that's what I look at, bro. Like, can if, if I can move around the city and and really. Talk to people and touch people. That's what I want to do. I, the radio comes second to that, bro. I just want to walk around and talk, talk and inspire somebody because that's all we wanted growing up. But I just want somebody to inspire you to be, be something that that ain't gonna land you in jail or land you dead. That's it. That's it. 
But big, you know, we call it, man. Let me talk the podcast. We keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. This is my man, P. Dot. P. Dot, when can they listen to you, man? Well, you know, when you're not listening to No Limit, Larry and Burpee and Miss Jessica, the girl next door, man, we right there in Greensboro in the triad, 102 Jams. We on the Odyssey app now. We done sold this shit. We in Odyssey now. This whole shit up? is crazy. Yeah, this digital shit. But, um, wow. hey, man, just follow me on social media, man. B.TV. B-D-A-H-T-T-V, man. I'm, you know, you can find me uh, there on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. I'm I love your social media. The um. You might know this. Or I didn't know. Maybe you didn't yeah, either. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. And I love the food thing you do. Baffle. Make make America fat again. <laughs> How did you come up with those concepts? Man, like, I, just doing what I want to do. Like, for yeah. real, like, with the Maffa joint, like, I didn't know that at Bojangles, you could substitute. I didn't know this, Viv. I didn't know that you could substitute your biscuit for a bowberry biscuit on your sausage biscuit. I saw biscuit. you do that one. Like, you can get a sausage biscuit and say, That's let me get the bowberry biscuit instead of the biscuit. And I didn't know that. So I went and ordered it one day and recorded it. And like 100,000 views later, I was like, yo, people seem to like this kind of foolishness. So I went to other stuff. I went and got a, a Big Mac at McDonald's and exchanged the patties for quarter pounder patties. Didn't know you could do that. It's freaking ridiculous. Have you shitting for three days. But... <laughs> it is amazing. Quarter pounder patties on the Big Mac. I didn't. So stuff like that, I just started doing, and I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna make America fat again with these." And that's how the name came. And then I just that's started dope. singing them and made the jingle. And same with I didn't know maybe you didn't either. Um, the George Floyd situation is really what made me start just educating myself on just a bunch of the plights of black folk. You know what I'm saying? Right. I started with a book called um, uh, "The Secret," something about the, I, I I can't remember something about the United States. The the Ah, it, it escapes me right now. But it was just teaching about the history of the United States. Yeah. And it started as far back as Christopher Columbus. Yeah. And I just saw how heinous and visceral an individual Christopher Columbus was. Like how he killed people in, in, in droves. Like he was like Stalin or freaking Hitler. And for us they to don't have, talk about that. They don't. And for him to have a holiday here in the United States yeah. with all that destruction, but Juneteenth isn't a federal holiday. I just started doing those, and it was like some from the, you know, I didn't know, maybe, and the thing is, a lot of times when we're talking about these things, if you know, you want to be like, oh, I already knew that. Right. And if you didn't know, you feel stupid because you didn't know, but the reality is, who the hell was going to teach us all of this stuff? Like, they say, you want to find something, read a book, but which book do you read, though? Like, right. you don't need to, you just go to the library and read all the goddamn books? No. So you need some sort of direction. So that, like, that's sort of my job. Like, I have a gift of being able to explain things to people in a way where it resonates. So while I was learning, you know, I would just be talking to my folks like, yo, I didn't know this. Did you know this? And they'd be like, hell no, I didn't know that. Right. So shit, I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either. Da, 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 da. So then when I'm educating folks like that, you got people that are saying, damn, I didn't know that. Then you got people say, yeah, I did know this one, Doc, but thanks, man. Keep going. And it's yeah. really just trying to tear down that barrier of feeling dumb as hell or feeling insecure because you don't know certain shit. Right. We all, nobody knows all of it. So if we can just continue to keep sharing information and strengthening each other, like you was talking about about this, like, you know what I'm saying, like the different businesses in here. It's like three right. different businesses nope. in here. That's smart as hell, you know what I'm saying? Like, and if we can keep educating each other like that, then we can catch up with these Asians, like you were saying, and, and, and shit like that. Yes, sir. Beat, he's beat out. I'm no limit, Larry. You don't know what it is. Let me talk to podcast. Well, we keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. Follow him on the gram. Follow me on the gram at I am no limit, Larry. And of course, man, we'll be back here next week. Let me talk. Well, we keep it a thousand because a hundred ain't enough. A Honda. Spit it. Take me out, bitch dog. Larry, hit my hot key. <laughs> <laughs>